0: Should Will Ospreay beat Okada at Wrestle Kingdom? Should we, or should we not see a Will Ospreay vs. Naito feud? And, should Will Ospreay be the very first British-born IWGP Heavyweight Champion? All that and more, on this week's Wrestling With Fiction. Are we good? Oh, thanks. Right? Yes. Okay. Hello? Oh good, finally! Ah, uh, freaking sandwiches from Ospreys. Yes, I, I ordered the Robinson Special. Was it at the Tokyo Dome? Okay, how long? 10 minutes! F- does he not know that this stuff's supposed to last 30 minutes? That's how you get a five-star sandwich. I don't know what kind of empire this Osprey company thinks it is, but I'm sure there's plenty of bloody rainmakers somewhere else! Ah, oh, thank god. Okay, look, if you were going to take any longer, I was going to go order a Cheeky Nando's and head straight up- oh! Wait... I don't think I called a sandwich shop. I dialled the number with an O instead of a zero. I know you're probably mad. So would I if I knew it wasn't made at the Tokyo Dome. So, can I at least get a refund? Uh, damn it. I should have ordered a Nando's. On uh, this week's episode of the Wrestling with Fiction podcast, we'll be discussing. The leader of the Empire, not the Star Wars one, it's Will Ospreay! One of my thoughts on his current faction with the great Okan, P. Priestley, and Jeff Cobb! How do I think his match of Okada will go, and where on earth will he go next? So for now, tell your friends, tell your friendliest friends, tell them all about this new and exciting edition of the Wrestling with Fiction Podcast! Ladies, gentlemen, and ladies, gentlemen, welcome back to the Wrestling With Fiction podcast. I'm your host, Connor. It's very weird for me to say my name, and this week we're covering Will Ospreay in the traditional Wrestling With Fiction format. We are going to go through four potential storylines on where he could go next. So, Will Ospreay's an interesting case for me. He's a guy who, he's really evolved since he's been to New Japan, like... When he came in around 2015, 2014, when he won the Best of Super Juniors and had his first match with Kushida, he, in my opinion, he's gone from strength to strength. He's a guy who flipped his way into popularity, so to speak, with the match with Ricochet. That if you're watching this podcast, and you don't know who Will Osprey is, then you've know you know what this match is. It, it's the match that broke wrestling Twitter. <laughs> And since then, it's been a couple more years, a couple more title runs. Uh, and now, officially, as of 2020, he is officially a heavyweight. It's been his first G1 climax since becoming a heavyweight back in early 2020 before pandemics, uh, thunderdomes, and yeah, just thunderdomes. <laughs> And it's been a very wild ride for Will. Will really willed himself into a heel turn, didn't he? (laughs) Where he's now going to be in probably the biggest match of his career against Kazuchika Okada. And honestly, I already talked about it in the preview, so we may as well get it out there now. It looks like this could potentially lead Will to having a world title run down the line. Maybe I'm crazy. Well, okay I am but maybe this is the thing that we've been waiting for with Will Osprey. ever since Kenny Omega left New Japan and they've really been looking for that new sort of gaijin ace like Jay White's really stepped up to the role but they haven't really had someone who really fits the super athletic mold like Kenny Omega did back when he was in Japan uh, I feel like him like learning Japanese as of like, the best of Super Juniors last year, it's a good sign of that. I feel like he's going to be one of those sort of, like, lifer guys in New Japan up to this point, because I don't really see him going to AEW unless there is a merger that's happening. So, with that in mind, I think Will Ospreay is a very likely candidate to be the first ever British IWGP heavyweight champion. He has the long-term storytelling of going from junior to heavyweight, paralleling other Gaijins who've had the same situation, a la Kenny Omega. He's got that incredible athletic ability. I feel like he had such a good connection with the New Japan fans before he turned heel, that even if, like, he picks up a very big win, they'll still sort of approve of him being the world champion. I feel like the Empire is supposed to negate that, but... I feel like at this point people just love Will Ospreay's sort of wrestling ability regardless. You can't knock that off of the guy. And I feel like if it isn't going to be Will Ospreay, there isn't really many other likely candidates. Like you've got Zack Sabre Jr. who... Fantastic wrestler, don't get me wrong. But I don't think he's suited for the heavyweight style. Particularly for like the way that New Japan sort of main events go. And the other option who's another potential guy, Gabriel Kidd, uh, one of the young lions in New Japan. I've personally seen him back in his WCPW days and personally think he has a good shot. But Will, he kind of just has all the tools to have it. I feel like the reason why New Japan split him up from Kazuchika Okada is mainly just to really get that character down. Because I feel like Will Ospreay has such amazing athletic ability that you kind of need to sort of build a character from him. Now, I know people are probably iffy about his heel turn right now. Whether it's good or whether it's bad. I mean, he's about to have his biggest match with Okada, which I feel like... This is an early prediction, but I think he's going to win this. Just based off the fact that I feel like people are starting to get tired of Okada. Or maybe that's just our sort of a Western perspective. Maybe not from a Japanese perspective, but I feel like from a Western perspective, Okada's gotten stale. I feel like... When he's not the world champion, he doesn't really have a character, if that makes any sense. Like, I feel like when Okada isn't the champion, he's he's another guy on the roster. And that's such a weird thing to say, considering he's like the Japanese equivalent of Roman Reigns. He's the golden goose of New Japan. But when he isn't there, he doesn't really have anything. And Will Ospreay is a guy who I definitely see them really building the company around Of uh, you look at him and Jay White they kind of have a little bit more history especially after this past G1 uh, the Okada thing that's now being built up as another person who's betrayed Okada he- Okada's slowly becoming Sting of New Japan and of course he has the history with Hiroshi Tanahashi which we'll get into later and more importantly we can start building the first person on my mind. Cue the music because I'm now doing more editing for this thing. Is that a Tranquilo? Yes. We're talking about Naito for a second. He's the first guy who I can really see Osprey having a feud with. Particularly if we're coming out of Wrestle Kingdom. And I'm guessing a lot of people are probably Spectacle. Spectacle. Uh, curious about why I think Naito. Because up to this point, we haven't really had any type of interaction between the two. I think that Will Ospreay versus Naito could just be a very fun match. Like, if you want to just put it in as a sort of new beginning show type of situation. Will Ospreay, he's a guy who's so athletic, I feel like it would be great to have a guy who... Could have been athletic like him, but just couldn't be bothered. Because up to this point, we've yet to see a Will Ospreay versus Naito match. Hell, we've only really seen him go off against Shingo Takagi of LIJ. I'm sure there's probably been some six-man tag matches that I'm unaware of, but... Yeah, Will Ospreay, especially now that he's a leader of a faction, that's a big deal. And what a better way to test your leader of a faction by putting him against the world champion. Now, I hear you cry. Will isn't ready for this. He only just got a faction. He's just beaten Okada at the G1 Climax. He may not even win at Wrestle Kingdom. Yes, but what's the beauty of New Beginning? That it's a new beginning. And you can put literally anyone in that spot. Look at last year. We had Naito versus Kenta. Osprey can literally just fill the same spot that, I guess, JY kind of filled literally two years before that as well. Kind of this up-and-coming guy who's still kind of untested in the main event scene. I know he's been world champion of the juniors division, but as we've seen with him gradually evolving his style, like the heavyweight division and junior divisions are a pretty stark contrast. Plus... I just kind of want to see Will Ospreay, like, do a front flip. And in the middle of that front flip, Naito just kind of, like, does his tranquilo pose as he's, like, trying to avoid it. Or maybe he just, like, sidesteps a bunch of, like, Will Ospreay's, like, high-flying offense. Plus, we've we've seen Naito versus Kota Ibushi. The man's willing to kill himself for people. And I feel like he could potentially kill himself for Will Ospreay. Particularly the freaking hidden blade move that he has. Like, when he moved up to the heavyweight division just started using the hidden blade. I- Oh god, I get scared for anyone who takes that hit after, like, Kota Ibushi took it. Imagine what freaking Naito will do with it. Another reason for this is just kind of- It's a stupid idea. I'll- un- I'll completely understand that. But- just the battle of fashion sense. Maybe that's a goofy reason, and you don't really want that to be a world title feud, but like Naito always comes out in a suit. Will Osprey's now sort of like talking about how he's this rich franchise guy with fifty thousand dollar watches that he's gonna chuck into a crowd. Which by the way, not a real good investment, Osprey. You need to you need to save your money a bit. I, I just feel like you can have these very fun sort of like mind games where it's just Osprey just being super aggravated that the world champion isn't taking notice of him after he's beaten Okada, a guy who Naito had taken about three or four years just to beat him, like legitimately clean in a feud. Like before that, Naito won against Okada back at Dominion in 2020. I'm going to say 2015. It was after the New Japan Cup. In which he needed the help of Sonada. At this point. Osprey's beating him. Essentially cheating. But still arguably clean. Because we weren't quite sure if he was turning heel or not. You can play off of that maybe. Also. Hell. Some really fun tag, tag matches. I'd quite like to see him versus Shingo. That will come on later. And. Yeah, I feel like it would just be a really good test for Will Osprey to see if he's ready for that main event scene. Kind of like how I've been making a lot of parallels to Kenny Omega here. Kind of the Wrestle Kingdom trying to remember the number 11. Wrestle Kingdom 11. I hope that's the right one. Where it was Kenny Omega versus Kazucho Okada. While I believed that Kenny was gonna win I... I knew, probably more than likely, that Okada was probably going to win that match. But by the midpoint of that match, it didn't matter. And at the same point, I feel like that's kind of the point of putting these two together. Will Osprey right now is an untested leader. Now that he's sort of started to build the crumblings of his empire, he's a pretty untested leader with... A pretty much untested faction in the Great Okan, Jeff Cobb, and miscellaneous people who will likely be added later. Maybe someone else later on this list. You never know. And there isn't really any other people who I can see him having a big feud with who's a leader. Like, you've got Jay White and Evil, who's kind of in this Bullet Club Warfare thing at the moment. You've got Suzuki who... I, I don't know how much longer Suzuki's going to go. And then you have... Uh, nobody else really in factions. Because it's the it's the New Japan system. So... That's kind of the basis of what I think... This could be. It'd kind of be... Just mind games between the two. Will Ospreay just kind of demanding... That he's recognised more for being... Probably one of the best wrestlers in the world... Naito being the best wrestler in the world in accordance to New Japan. That's kind of how I see that would go. But now that we've talked about someone who's tranquilo, I feel like we need to talk about someone who's a dragon. (laughs) ¶¶ I can't play this song for copyright. It's Shingo! Because we need a third match of this. Like, is is there any other reason for this? Other than we just need a third match. Part of my weird stupid brain kind of wants it to be a hardcore match so we can see Will Ospreay use that bloody sword that he carries to the ring. But... Uh, we, we need more of this match. Like, we, we got it two years ago at the Best of Super Juniors Finals. Awesome match. Probably one of my favourite matches of the year. We also got it at this year's G1. Uh, never... Well, soon to be never-openweight champion, Shingo Takagi. And Will Ospreay. In which it was just a battle of who's gonna adjust to the heavyweight style more. And... Who sort of like struggled more? Because Osprey, in a weird way, adjusted to being a heavyweight better than Shingo did, which is kind of an odd thing to think about. You can sort of build on that dynamic a little bit more because of the way that sort of Shingo has had to really fight to be the never open weight champion. You can really build now that Shingo is this never open weight champion. Will Osprey want to expand the strength visit of his empire? As this main event. Never open weight title feud. Because what has. Will Ospreay and Shingo Takagi. Been wanting to prove. That they are main event drawers. Shingo specifically. Wants to like carry the never open weight title. To prestige. Back to the main event. And really sort of cement the title. As the strong style belt. Will Osprey Is this. Hungry, up-and-coming guy, I can still say that because he's under 30, who feels like he was being held back by teaming with Okada. Ah, that's what we need. <laughs> and if there's any, like, main event match that we can see for the Never Openweight title at this point, I think it's Will and Shingo because of how well they work together. Sure, there's an argument for Shingo Suzuki. Sure, there's probably an argument for a new guy to go up in the ranks. But Will Ospreay versus Shingo feels like a rivalry that can go on from years from now. Literal years from now, because I realise I phrased that really weirdly. Will is a guy who, let's face it, at some point he's going to have to slow down a bit on his high-flying stuff. And who better to show him how to do that than Shingo Takagi, who I think is the closest thing Will Ospreay has had to a rival since he's been in New Japan. And you can really sort of have these, like, set of classic matches between the two. I, I personally really kind of want to see an Iron Man match between the two. Just for the sake that I just want to see Shingo clothesline the hell out of Osprey, and I want to see Hidden Blades being blocked by pumping bombers. And just lariats. Because that's what Shingo is. And that's kind of what Will's evolving into. Like we've seen his style evolve from being just a guy who does a lot of high flying stuff to really sort of taking his time in the ring. I feel like actually from teaming with Okada, he's taken tips from him to really start to make each of his moves matter. Which is something that I think is usually quite a valuable trait in New Japan. They really try and make the little things matter you look at sort of how jay white sort of developed and how kenny did one of the things that they sort of gradually focused on was developing that sympathy with the crowd regardless if you're a face or a heel developing on how you can sort of react to the crowd and i feel like in a weird way the pandemic era is kind of helping wrestlers do that like you saw in sort of like the g1 people like trying to communicate through just clapping and getting them to do like different claps and In exchange for chance. In a time that we're in right now. I feel like. This is probably the best time to really start to develop. New stars for once. Sort of this whole like pandemic era of wrestling ends. Because at some point it is going to end. Hopefully. And. Yeah I feel like what better way to really. Establish these two guys. Than just. Put them in a big program. And really build up the prestige of the never open weight title. Because do you remember the time where the New Japan Cup portrayed uh, the Never A Point title, the IC title, and the world title as equals? And then after, I'd say, 2018, 2019, it kind of just stopped? This is the chance to really build it back up. And hell, if you give it to Osprey, you have the first belt for the faction. Which is great, because... These factions need to start to be built off of titles. This is how New Japan tends to book things, is just give them as many titles as possible. So when a new up-and-comer comes up and they pin this guy, it's like, oh, he's beaten this guy, a former never-openweight champion, multi-time junior heavyweight champion, former tag champion, what, whatever you want to add on. These don't necessarily have to be Will Osprey has to win, have a long title reign, done. I'm sure that would be great, especially if you want to, sort of, have defense after defense, and really build up the strength of the Empire. I keep on thinking it's Star Wars. But, at this point, with it, if Shingo, right now, is the Luke Skywalker til Will is Darth Vader. And no, it's not that they're father and son. <laughs> it's that they're kind of mortal enemies until... A situation arises where they have a common goal. Because I feel. With sort of how much. Sort of strong chemistry these two guys have. You can build it. As them sort of eventually building that neutral respect. Like. Kind of like how Shingo is building that with Suzuki. You can kind of have that. Between sort of like Will and Shingo. And how maybe. Osprey would kind of want to recruit Shingo into the Empire. Because they've got a great okan they have jeff cobb i i wouldn't be surprised if he gets another bruiser i don't think shingo would leave but it's a possibility of a story of osprey thinking that he's such a great opponent who'd be an even greater ally because right now the faction is osprey okan cobb and Priestley. the things that they're missing right now are junior heavyweights And maybe someone who can go for a singles title, apart from Will. That's kind of how the Empire seems to look. And, yeah, I don't believe Shingo would join, but it's certainly a possibility. Just, you know, to add to the further sadness of Tetsuya Naito, if you want to bring it back to that feud idea. Maybe Shingo joins joins the Empire, and in Naito being just so sad and disappointed, just... Ends up feuding with the Empire. Just feeling absolutely betrayed that all of his friends just keep on leaving him. Oh, that just, that just sounds really sad, doesn't it? <laughs> but we've talked about a lot of people from LIJ. And I feel like it's a very ungovernable situation. So we need to speak to a, a former ace of New Japan. Go ace into a feud with Tanahashi. Why Tanahashi? Just cuz he's Tanahashi. <laughs> Tanahashi is kind of he's the wild card of New Japan booking if you really think about it. He's he's the good white meat baby face. Who can kind of work with everyone. He He's so good with anybody who he's in the ring with. And Will Ospreay is no exception. If you guys remember last year's G1. Where the final match of, I believe it was Block A. Was Will Ospreay versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. And they put on this big fantastic match where... Oddly enough, I remember this piece of commentary, Kevin Kelly talked about how Will Osprey. this was probably the biggest win of his career, facing a guy who has kind of been his idol in Japan. And that's kind of an interesting dynamic, because if we're talking about him being like an idol of idolizing Tanahashi, it's a great parallel to Kota Ibushi. Hiroshi Tanahashi's tag partner, and the guy who he thought could take his spot once he had to sort of go down the card and, you know, later retire. Will Osprey, in this feud, I feel, could maybe be seeing him trying to take that title of the ace by force. And I know what you might be asking, why... Why Hiroshi Tanahashi and not Kota Ibushi? Simply because Hiroshi Tanahashi is a character who's on his last legs as a wrestler. And that's a, that's a sad thing to say. Because he still is fantastic in the position that he's in. He can still go. But he's not the main eventer that he once was. And it's the slow descent down the card that I feel like we've all been fearing since... He had his last run as heavyweight champion and lost the belt to Jay White. And what better way to get a faction over than by having them beat the former Ace of New Japan? Or, in some people's eyes, the still the Ace of New Japan. Especially from a guy who, it looked like, especially from that first G1 match that they had, Someone who Tanahashi greatly respected. A guy who I can see, in almost a heel fashion, maybe stealing the high fly flow. Just as a mocking thing. That he can do it better than Tanahashi. He's more athletic than Tanahashi. He's faster than Tanahashi. He has an army around him, unlike Tanahashi. Will Ospreay at this point is a character that is yet to really define the layers of what his faction is and the goals behind it. Suzuki-gun is this chaotic faction that pretty much wants to destroy all of New Japan. Bullet Club is this gaijin heel faction that was built upon the lack of recognition and love towards gaijins in New Japan. Los Ingobernables de Japón was this group built upon outcasts who went to Mexico and then came back feeling isolated and arguably seen as kind of freaks. And chaos was chaos. Do do they have a dynamic? I I could be wrong. What is chaos? (laughs) So... The Empire is at this point where it isn't really seeming like it's really any type of faction with any type of goals or objectives, apart from, like every other faction, get as many titles to control the power of New Japan. I, I like to think of it like as a big, massive Megazord. They want to get all the pieces of the Megazord so they can form the Megazord. Or, if you're a Yu-Gi-Oh fan, claim all the pieces of Exodia so they can obliterate everything. Osprey's group doesn't really have a specific agenda other than it's Will Osprey kind of saying that Okada held him back. And I feel like with Tanahashi, you can really start building up what the Empire is, what is their goal, and why is it significant. Because Hiroshi Tanahashi is just the good guy of all good guys. He fights every sort of heel faction regardless of their agenda as long as it's something that is sort of against his in his mind the New Japan tradition I feel like that's kind of what the Empire is. It's these guys who have been on sort of the backs of sort of New Japan tradition and have essentially rejected it in order to sort of reform this new form of pro wrestling. Kind of think back to the build to Kenny Omega versus Kazuchika Okada where it was about who is the best wrestler in the world. Osprey's faction I think is just an empire of fantastic wrestlers all underneath him. In many ways it's a faction of the best wrestlers. Kind of something that isn't really a faction in New Japan at this point. You've as we've already kind of discussed I won't go into detail about it again. And you can really start building that up as Will Osprey kind of being this empire destroyer. Like, he is willing to destroy the traditions of New Japan so we can rebuild it in the name of the empire. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I'll, I'll stop the Star Wars things. And that's kind of where I see that going is just him trying to get rid of Tanahashi because he represents everything that Will Osprey was and everything that he really tried to rise up to be, like all the expectations, the learning of Japanese, moving to another country, uh, just trying to prove himself. And now he feels like he doesn't need to prove himself anymore. And why does he need to prove himself to a guy he's already beaten? And if you want to slap a title on it go for it if not don't so we'll get to the final thing because i feel this is probably the main type of thing where you might think why what is the point of this feud well to put it simply it's a battle of the birds of prey Somebody called David Attenborough cuz there's an eagle in Japan. It's Robbie Eagles, ladies and gentlemen. And I know what you're thinking. Connor, Will Osprey and Robbie Eagles already have a connection. They he basically brought him into chaos. Why wouldn't he just join Will Osprey? Now, yes, that is true. But remember why Will brought him in there? it was because he saw something in him that was pretty much pretty much the exact same drive that he had back when he was just a guy who was the British guy who came to Japan. He saw that in Robbie Eagles. Right now, Robbie Eagles is in the same position that Will Osprey was when he was a junior. Pretty much that early stages of being a junior where he's still kind of trying to prove himself. Robbie Eagles is in that position right now. I don't think you need to have Robbie join the Empire straight away. I think you can drag this out for a couple months. You know, really add, you know, a couple extra title matches here and there. Because all the times that Robbie Eagles challenged for the title has been in his home country. It's been in Australia. You can have Robbie Eagles versus Will Ospreay... For the Ref Pro title. As like a special attraction match. And one where. It's the battle of the former aerial assassin. Because I think he's given up on that nickname now. Versus the sniper of the skies. Because. I'll be honest. I think the sniper of the skies works more as a heel character long term. But as like a babyface story. I think it's something that can get Robbie over a little bit. Because he's kind of been on and off in New Japan. For now. And. He'd be such a good match with Will Osprey again. I-, I love their matches together. Because I think they have such a good sort of, like, da- dynamic. And right now, they're one and one. There's always a rubber match. So I'd quite like to see that sort of develop. Hell, if you want, if you want to do the old Bullet Club-esque antics, have the Empire interfere when it looks like Osprey. Is about to lose. I know that's a WWE thing, but as of right now, I think you can get away with it. You have B Priestley kind of like interfering, you don't necessarily need to to be a big bloody beatdown that leads to nothing. Have it lead to having Robbie Eagles constantly getting beaten up and getting no help from Chaos. That he's a guy who has worked so hard just to even get in the company, he risked sort of leaving the bullet club to join Chaos only to really get nothing. And the only person that he's really trusted in this company is Will Ospreay. That's kind of how I can see that kind of like concluding is that he realizes the same thing that Will Ospreay did, which was the reason that he turned was that he felt he was being held back by Okada. And I think to some extent you can play that story out with Robbie Eagles a little bit more, except he realizes it a bit sooner because he isn't getting help from any of these guys who are supposedly his friends, Hell, with it, I wouldn't mind seeing this stuff also play out on Rev Pro, because they're still kind of doing shows here and then. I'm not quite sure how they do them specifically, but we've seen that Robbie Eagles has been able to fly out to Japan, maybe once the lockdown's sorted out in England, have, like, a special attraction match, uh, Robbie Eagles versus Will Ospreay. It's not like Robbie Eagles hasn't really had any other matches outside of of like Japan and Australia before. I'm pretty sure he has. so it would be, I think it would be a fun little, like, series of matches. And you can really just sort of gradually, slowly build this turn of Robbie Eagles. Plus, it gives Robbie Eagles so much more credibility, because then you can start playing up that he's kind of seen all the inner workings of each of these other factions and how these guys work. Because he's been in Bullet Club, he's been in Chaos, and now he's part of the Empire. With it, I think you elevate Robbie Eagles with it, because you're having him go against, essentially, the leader of a faction. Because once you go against the leader of a faction, it's the undercard's equivalent of a boss fight. You have to try and win this boss fight. <laughs> to order to beat the man, you gotta be the man. Kind of that dynamic is what I'm thinking with this. Robbie Eagles is a guy who hasn't really had much story with New Japan up to this point. And Will Ospreay is really His main story right now is just kind of building up the Empire and sort of taking stuff away from Okada. And in this case, I think right now one of the main things he's saying is that I will take everything that you love, including right now his kind of unbeatable aura, his Super Saiyan Okada mode, his kind of, I guess, main event status. I guess he says he wants to take his career... But I don't really know what that means. Because if it's going to be a retirement match. There's no way that Okada is retiring at this point. So for me. This kind of thing. Is kind of taking. These members from chaos. Who also feel the same way. And I feel like Robbie Eagles could be that guy. And it's something that I think we all see coming. We all see kind of Robbie Eagles. just Probably just turning straight away. But I feel like. If you really take the time with this. And you build the kind of like battle lines that Robbie's kind of had to already go through. And also, like, do they trust him? Do they not? Because he was a former member of Bullet Club. Then he became a member of Chaos. And now, like, is he going to join the Empire? Like, really build that sort of intrigue with it? Because remember, Jay White didn't join the Bullet Club straight away back when everyone thought he would. When he used to come out with that big sort of leather trench coat calling himself the Switchblade, it they really took their time with it. And I feel like you can play off this with Robbie Eagles kind of being the fox in the henhouse. This guy who is essentially a mini Will Ospreay, or at least Osprey 2.0 in the junior division, because I feel like their interest is more in show than it is to Robbie Eagles at this point. And start to build that dissension. Plus, you get a bunch of really kick-ass matches between Will Osprey and Robbie Eagles. Because long-term, the Sniper of the Skies, I think, is a much better heel character. And Osprey, he needs, like, matches like this to really sort of build credibility to this heel persona that he's building up. Like, pointing him straight into a feud of Okada is great to sort of add stakes to his character... But if you want to keep credibility long term, you need to have guys like Robbie Eagles feud with him. Otherwise, how do you build where Robbie Robbie not Robbie Eagles? Uh, Will Ospreay is at this point in time in terms of New Japan booking. So that's kind of all my basis thoughts on where I think kind of Will Osprey and the Empire will go next. I. I, it's a very hard to say if he's going to be a world champion or not. On one hand, I'd like to believe wholeheartedly that yes, because I'm biased and I'm English. But on the other hand, I don't know if they're just going to make him purely just the Rev Pro champion as this kind of thing of leading a faction. Because all the guys that he's had and sort of joined with are guys who haven't really had championship experience or of won titles in New Japan. Like I know Cobb won the never openweight title, but he never really had a long reign with it. So I'm I feel like it may take a couple years if Will is gonna win the world title. So right now it's kind of kind of up in the air at this point. I feel like if you're gonna have to have him win it, I feel like you have to have him beat Okada again. Just to really sort of solidify this. But if not. I can understand if you'd want to build it for long term. Because we all know how New Japan likes to book. It's very long term. Hell. Switchblade JY White. Is only starting to really come around as a character that people like. Literally this year and the year before. We spent two years wondering if he was going to be a good or not. So with that in mind. We're going to end on the segment to end all segments. The show closer. The ending owner. It's Fantasy Fumble. For those of you who've somehow got to the end of this. And have dealt with me rambling. With weird Star Wars. David Attenborough. And Yu-Gi-Oh references. Fantasy Fumble is my equivalent of. What is the weirdest, wackiest storyline that I can come up with. And present to you. Within a weird format. So. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Fantasy Fumble will begin in 3, 2, 1, Fumble! Let the dumpster fire begin! Okay, so uh, I, I have no idea how to do this again, so Will Osprey... We know him now, he's the Gucci Gang. He's the rich boy, he is the newfound thing, the new rich boy of the rich boys. What does he have money for now? DVDs! That's right, Toriano, his former Chaos member, has now formed a hatred, a dislike for Will Ospreay and his Gucci gear, thinking, What are you doing? In Japanese, of course, Why don't you buy my DVDs? And Will Ospreay disagrees. He says he's rich. He can throw his money wherever he will. He will throw his watches out the window. He'll throw his Gucci sweaters out of a f- frying pan. He'll throw them anywhere he goddamn wants. And of course Toriano disagrees. And of course one night after Will Ospreay successfully defeats a wrestler I don't know uh, uh, wh- who else? Uh, and, uh, Ishi, Tomohiro Ishii Vittoriano's best friend goes he walks across to his locker room because he now has a locker room now to find that his clothes have been stolen and replaced with Toriano DVDs of course now Will Osprey is broke he can only walk around the streets of Roppongi and Shinjuku in his ring gear ashamed angry and PO'd He looks for Toriano, he finds him, and they have a brawl, they fight only for Will to find that he's ran away with his King of Pro Wrestling trophy. So now Will Osprey looks to get that King of Pro Wrestling trophy and reclaim all of his lost wealth, the wealth of the empire versus the wealth of a king. It's the battle that shall happen at Sakura Genesis or New Beginning, whatever show you want we have the match Toriano comes out holding his king of pro wrestling trophy proudly fondly walking across each area of the stage with all of Will Osprey's wages and money throwing it to the crowd because he is a good guy and also he keeps a lot of it for himself so he can spend more on his high quality DVDs and Will comes out with the Empire by his side giving him a freshly paired clothing, which he could not afford himself. And so they have a match. Torriano runs round the wing. He dismantles the turnbuckles. He dismantles the ring ropes. And he also dismantles Will Osprey's clothes because that's right, he has scissors, baby. Remember, this is Torriano we're talking about. Tries ripping off pairs of clothes cause he knows that Will Osprey doesn't have any other clothes. Cause he's no longer assassin. He's a Gucci gang empire man. And so he must fight. Naked. Proud. And in charge of his own empire. Because at this point Will. Has to find the confidence in himself. Find the confidence of the nudest men. Find the confidence of a former aerial assassin. And assassinate his target. He sees. He counters. Various things. Including being tied to a rope. Tied to Jeff Cobb. And even. Masking himself with B Priestley so he isn't showing his assassin bits. And so he does this. He doesn't want to win by countout. He wants to destroy Igano. Dismantle him for forcing him to watch all of his DVDs. So he does. Hidden blades to the back of the head. Oss cutters. Backflips over backflips of Oss cutters and things. He even takes out a DVD smashes it in Toriano's face without the ref seeing it so we can keep it as a wrestling match. And then finally, he hits the storm One, two, three. The Lost Prey wins. And he grabs his wealth, his money, his power, his empire. From the bag and King of Pro Wrestling Trophy. And he finds himself there, realizing it's a pro wrestling trophy, it's probably bought off eBay, It's probably worth nothing. Yano has spent all of the money, and so Will Osprey discovers that whilst he is an aerial assassin. He's gonna need to rebuild an empire, because every empire has started strong, weak, and many times they've been hit with unexpected bootleg deals, like ones of a Tory Yano. And so he has to ask himself, As a leader of an empire, and a group, how an Assassin will build peace by peace. Huh. Uh, That's an ending. Uh, yeah. Uh, Will Osprey loses his wealth because of DVDs, which are already outdated. That's an odd way to end it. Anyways, uh, once again, thank you all for listening. Like it's been a weird journey this past week or so just kind of how british lockdown has been i i'm really trying to improve this sort of like content that i'm doing so if any of you guys have any feedback follow me on instagram and follow me on twitter you can find me on instagram at connor wait no you can find me on twitter at connor the cooper you can find me on instagram at Wrestling with fiction and With that said, I've already said it before. I've already kind of botched my own plug. So thank you all for listening. I hope all of you have a lovely day. And remember, everybody, wrestling could always use just a little bit more fiction. Good night, everybody.